excited today? You don't know, because you don't know what you're going to get today. Is that why? Oh, okay. These adults done call you in here and got you sitting up here in the church on a Saturday. Know that you want to sleep in and do what you want to do. Know that this is your day. And then they come drag you up into a church. I've been sitting there before. I understand. It's all right. You're going to learn something today. Something that's going to take you far. But before you leave out of here, you'll be excited. And you'll be happy to know that in Jesus, you have a true friend. You'll know how to determine who is on your side and who you need to get on the other side from. You'll get, you'll get, you'll find out about Jesus. Everybody need Jesus. Everybody need him. He's always there. He's always loving. He's the best friend you got. So that's what we're going to learn about today. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to reintroduce some people to Jesus and some of you who already know him. Some of you who don't will get the opportunity to find out about the character of Jesus and who he is and why we all need him. So y'all so quiet. Everybody's so quiet. Hey, guess, I'm not only talking to you guys, I'm talking to them too. They need him too. You need them to deal with them, and they need them to deal with you. That's just the truth. That's how it works. We didn't come here today to talk to you. We came here today to talk with you. So you're going to have to open your mouth some today and talk with us. We didn't come here to do a whole bunch of presentations. We come here to learn. You come here to learn, and we came here to learn how we could help you. Okay? So, welcome to Hardcore for Jesus, Witnessing for Christ. So, we're going to start out. I think T has a a praise song. See, we got to get the kinks out. The, The people on this side. They just, oh, they just need to get up and move around a little bit. The people on this side got a lot of energy, so you need to get some of that energy out. So we're going to have this praise song, you know. We're going to praise Jesus. We're going to praise the Lord today. So we're going to start out how we always should start out, and that's praising him. This is how we should start out every day, okay? So it's going to be some, T promised me this is going to be a song that's going to help everybody. Uh-oh. 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 See, things happen. T need Jesus, too, because something's going on back there. And something going on up here. Because maybe I misunderstood what she said. So let us all stand to our feet. Okay, let us kick out our leg and kind of get loose. We got to get loose a little bit in here now. We got to get loose a little bit in here. All right. So I want you to say three times, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. I want you to say, hardcore for Jesus, witnessing for Christ. 
for Jesus, witnessing for Christ. Hardcore for Jesus, witnessing for Christ. This is what we're going to learn today. This is what we're going to learn today. So everybody, you, everybody can have the seat back. And we're going to, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. They holding their finger up, doing like this right here. I'm so glad that Jesus is back there helping them. And Jesus is helping us to be patient. See there? Anticipation and expectation. So while T working on that... Let me work on this. These two young men, men here, right here. What's your name? Garrett. You got on a Titan football shirt. What that mean? That's my school. Okay, all right. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. You don't have on the Titans. You with the Titans too? Oh, okay, all right. What school is that? Uh, South Carolina High School. Okay, all right. I just, just trying to find I didn't know that, so I had that. Now, who's this young lady here? Nivia. Say it again. Nivia. Nivia. Hey, Nivia, how you doing today? Good, good. And these people right here, they ready to talk. What's your name? AJ. AJ. All right, what AJ stand for? Um. Oh, that's all right. You tell me a little bit later. Avani. Avani. Sky. Sky. Her name Brielle. Oh, Okay. Jayana. Jada. Jada. Say it again. Moleya. Okay. Nyla. Nyla. Okay, I got to get over on the other side. I'm going to get you, baby. I ain't going to leave you out. What's your lady's name? Sarai. Michaela. Malaysia. Brian. Brian. Isaiah. Hmm? Isaiah. Isaiah. He said Isaiah. What's your name? Samia. Okay. CJ. Jackie. All right. Let's see if I didn't miss anybody. But all these are the children. We won't know who they are for sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we know who's on the left, on my left side. So welcome. So we're going to let Sister Shirley come up here and begin with the Listen, for those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on his promise, understand God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you got to... All right, let's stand up, V. Go ahead, baby. Praise. She got the right idea. 
know about y'all but jada got her praise on if you ain't get yours on it's your own fault she ain't care what nobody thought she got her praise on sister shirley jordan will lead us in a word of prayer followed by miss tashika jordan for our welcome and then brielle Coston with our scripture Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, God. We want to thank you for just being here. We want to thank you, God, for this day, for it is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that you woke us up again this morning with new mercies that you sent our way. And God, we thank you because we know that it's nothing so much that we've done to deserve it. But it's your grace and your mercy that keeps us day by day. And God, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you praise because there's no one like you in all the earth. No one like you, God. You're the God of all creation and the God of every nation. And God, we want to come before you to give you praise. Because God, you are so deserving of it all. Realize there's nothing that we do, Lord. We can do it without you. We need you, God, in every walk of our lives. And God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for a pastor that hears from you. She knows your voice. We thank you for this hardcore. We thank you, God. But, Lord, I know that she has a heart after you to bless the community, each family, and, Lord, to just be a blessing in the community. And, Lord, we pray that this hardcore will grow and grow to its fullest maturity and that it will reach not only Pender County, but the surrounding counties, God. And that people will come and they will hear your word. And even on today, God, Lord, we ask that you bless the ones that's here, the young and the old, God, because we all need it. We all need you, Lord. We all need your word, and we can't get enough of your word, God. And, Lord, let there be something said that will stick in the minds of the young people, that will take them to their destination, Lord. Something that they can meditate on once they leave here. That can get their attention, God. Help them to realize that they must stand out and not fit in. Help them as they go back to school, oh God, that this is what they need to do. To be different. So that the other students and peers can look upon them and see something different. And want what they have. So Lord we pray God. That a change will come. As a result of hardcore for Jesus. Because Lord we thank you. And we praise you God. Because of who you are. You such a mighty God. You are God of miracles. You are God of wonders. You are God of more than enough. You are omnipotent. You are omnipresent. You can be everywhere at the same time God. Lord, we need you right now, Jesus. We need you now in these times as never before. So many things are happening, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus, in our walk with you. When we fall short, Lord, strengthen us, Lord. Strengthen us in our walk with you, Lord. We can't do this walk alone. When we fall short, we repent, Lord. And Lord, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will continue, and I know you will, be with us even until the end of the world. And Lord, I just give you praise and I give you glory, God. Lord, bless each child. Bless each thing that happened in here today, the dance team. Lord, whatever, the speaker, everybody that's participating. Lord, we ask a special blessing upon their lives, God. Touch them in a special way, God. And Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, the blessings upon each child. As they leave here, Lord Jesus, 
I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will be with them when they go to school, Lord, when they're in the streets, when they're in their homes, Lord. Help them to be obedient, God. And, Lord, I pray for the parents, Lord, because you know who they are. You know what happens in every home. You know what needs to happen and what don't happen. You know us all because you're all knowing God. Strengthen us, God, in your word. Help us to be good parents. Lord, you say train up a child in a way that they should go, and when they get old, they will not depart. Help us to remember your word, O oh God. And, Lord, help us to seek you with our whole heart. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. You, suffer, you said, suffer little children to come unto you and forbid them not for such is the kingdom of heaven. Help us to realize as parents and grandparents and, and the older crowd that we must become as a little child or we will no wise enter into your kingdom. We must be humble. Lord, we thank you and we praise your holy name, God. This prayer we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Welcome to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. Welcome to our annual Hardcore for Jesus event. We are so glad that you all are here. Just know that Jesus loves you and we love you too. Welcome. Asking what's the move? Feeling a little different. I'm on something new. Today, today. I ain't gonna let no clouds get in my way. Amen. We're gonna have a praise song now, and then our special guest speaker will come. Um, we ready for that praise song? It's a praise song, y'all. I woke up like that this morning, too. Y'all letting the cloudy day get you messed up. It's still a good day to praise God. This is the day. Feel 
I know that there's some joy in people's hearts on today because it's the joy of the Lord. Now it's time for our special guest speaker. And uh, he let me know this morning that what goes before his name is retired Corporal William Smith. That right? All right. So let's give him a warm welcome. First off, I'd like to say good morning to everybody. Uh, as she said, I'm retired. Uh, three days in, it's, it's a little different. Uh, just thankful that God allowed me to do 20 years without getting hurt or anything dealing with people um first off and it's always a pleasure for me to talk to kids um i dealt with kids a lot 12 of my 20 years working in law enforcement so what i want to bring before you today is being focused being courageous at what you do and never letting nobody get you down because Right now, in a time that y'all are going through, is 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 really, really, like I'm gonna just say dangerous. Pretty much, that's that's what it boiled down to. Is it's a dangerous time, and you got a lot going back to school, dealing with the the COVID nineteen, the Delta variant. We as parents worry about that so don't think we're not even thinking about that because I got four grandkids I got one going into elementary school and that's been on my mind for a while of what's going to happen with school so just be be encouraged when you step through them doors this year that you're going to accomplish what you didn't accomplish last year you know never never take it for granted don't take Who's in high school in here? Okay. So y'all at a point where it won't be long before you be out of school and into the adult world and making decisions for yourself. So now's the time that you're in high school, surround yourself with like-minded people that's going to not be embarrassed to be the one to stand up and take a lead to do the right things for yourself and other peers. You know, we get caught up, especially young people get caught up in trying to be uh, the it person or who's got it going on. Just, just, and you should be yourself. You know, uh, I always say what, whatever walks out that door for a child is what you 
taken out the house with you. You're a representation of your parents. So if you go into school and you're showing out and, and, and just being out of character, then you're going to be, it's going to be assumed that that's how you're acting at home. So it's just, just, just think about stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to be straightforward, which I don't want to get too, to a point where I don't want to scare you. You know, I know some of y'all know about gangs. You watch the news. Um, I've had one of my students just that got killed last week that that I had, um, and it was sort of tough on me. Just just dealing with the aspect of a young person being lost that can't come back and accomplish the things that he should have accomplished. So as a young person, you deserve to give yourself the opportunity to, to be the best you can be, to be the strongest person you can be. So when you leave home, you'll be able to stand on your own, but always use the tools that your parents gave you to make it. Always. Um, let me just say this. It's one book on this earth. As the years change, it don't change, but it stays with it stands with time, and that's the Bible. No matter what's going on in this world, the Bible comes full circle with it. And I'm a believer in that. It comes full circle. So, take a look. Look to your right. You see them people over there. We've been where you at. So don't think we're not telling you like the right, the right stuff to do. Um, you're not gonna like it, but we're doing this to to get you on track and guide you to a better position than we were put in. You know, uh, I love kids, <laughs> and right, it's, it's sort of emotional for me right now, because I, I love kids. I love to see them happy. I love to see them being successful, and I don't take them for granted because a kid is going to be truthful to an extent, and you're going to get their honesty of where their mindset is. So. The young lady I see right here smiling, you keep smiling. Sound seem like you you're a happy person. Don't let nobody take that from you. The two young men right here, you're gonna be leaders. I just have that feeling. You may be quiet. You always don't have to be the person that's loud to be a leader. But I just have a feeling you two are gonna be leaders. But anyway, <clears throat> It's a challenge, a challenge for you guys. Just uh, know that you have people you can turn to and go to. Don't be discouraged. You know, you have, if you belong here or whether you don't belong here, I've been in this church 
and there's a lot of people in here that extends themselves to others and helps and talks to to a lot of people. You need that. Um, like I said, with COVID, it's a possibility that they shut this thing back down again, and, and you guys are learning from home again. And it's dealing with your, your mental state. And you're going to need the support system to help you get through, even down to the younger younger kids. And uh, I never thought I'd wake up one day and couldn't really go nowhere or worry about getting sick or worry about young people possibly dying from a disease that I don't even really think they're going to find a cure for. I really don't. I think it's something we're going to have to learn to deal with because it's forever changing. Especially you going to school, 1,200 other kids or 1,400, 2,000, however many is in your school, you're not going to know what's what. So just be mindful of how you you interact and deal with people and talk and handle stuff to, to, to just make sure that you're in a place that, you know, you're comfortable with being around people. Also, it's just a, it's just a trying time. And I don't mean to sound gloomy or nothing, but it's, it's honesty. It's a trying time. Don't be afraid to, to go to the Bible. I know pe some people can say, hey, just open the Bible and read. Go to a page and read. Nah, don't do that. I wouldn't say do that. I will start, for me, I'll start from the beginning. If you don't really understand it start from the beginning and get an understanding and take that to school with you. It's nothing, it's don't be ashamed about God. He's not ashamed of you. You know, he's not ashamed of you. Don't be afraid to, to stick your chest out for a man that sacrificed his life for you guys. To be able to wake up every day and see people and talk to people and care about people. But that's now it's to a point that there's no care in the world. You can see that on TV. There's no care in the world. You can see that on Facebook. No care. People get shot because <laughs> they had a gas station minding their business. My brother lost his cousin two weeks ago in Wilmington because they were going to see her mother, innocent. She died and the cousin lived, still in the hospital. So even innocence gets taken out. So you can't, you can't go out and just think it's gonna be okay. Know your surroundings. Even in school, know your surroundings. Make good choices. Put good people around you. Ask questions. 
If you don't understand it, ask a question. Even with your parents. Yeah, we're going to make you mad, but you always can come back and ask us why. Don't never feel like you can't do that. Because that's how you learn, and we learn also. We got to learn from one another. Because you have something, I would say, I've learned from young people. There's stuff that you can teach me besides video games. I think I'm the best at that in my own, <laughs> in certain things. But, yeah, I still play every now and then. But uh, the main thing is waking yourself up and taking accountability, knowing that you put forth your best effort every day you walk out that door to the school and back. Know that. Never let nobody tell you otherwise. Because you're going to have people that's, that's going to be thrown in your path trying to get you to make a detour, trying to throw you off track, trying to get you to do something that you don't normally do. And then when you get involved with, per se, law enforcement, and you can't get out of that situation, now it's everybody's, oh, he was a good kid, this and that, but one that one choice can take away a lot of time out of your life. And I feel like something I want to do is, is be more vocal for kids, be involved with young men particularly, because we are, I don't want to say we, you always see us, the ones on TV, getting hurt, handled rough, and all that. But I want to teach young men how to properly handle situations without getting out of character. Because I see that a lot. And I think that by me coming out of a, a, a job that I see stuff like that, and I've dealt with people like that, and I know how to, to, to at least give you some knowledge on the respect of showing others. So um, my elementary kids, I just want to say the parents of the elementary kids, please take the time to talk to them, pray over them every day before they go to school, before they leave the house. Most definitely ask them what's going on when they're coming home. Be involved. Most definitely be involved. Don't just let them come in the house and, and, and go to that room or, or, or go straight to the TV. Take that time out to talk to them. Give them 10 or 15 minutes or however long you need to, to find out what's going on. And trust me, you'll see it make a big difference. Because a kid wants to be got it. They may not act like it, but they want to be got it. So just uh, even up to your, to your teenagers, you know, you got to be involved with them. You got to be involved. Um, it's just, it's just one of them, one of them things we just, we just got to work at. 
I'm just worried that it's going to get a whole, a whole lot tougher for y'all. A whole lot tougher. But you got to be able to stand, stand strong and know that you're going to do the right thing. Take that Bible and get into the Bible. Start coming with your parents to, to, to Bible studies so they, can, so they can teach you. And just, and just know that you have somebody besides them to depend and lean on. Yeah, y'all sitting here quiet and feeling like you're out of place, but you're not out of place. You're in the right place today. You're in the right place. Even though it's a small group, you still getting what you need. So uh, with that, with that being said, I, I didn't want to. I'm not going to talk long. I just want to say that I'm, I'm glad it's the the kids that came out came out. Uh, few in number, but always strong at heart. Just be just be just be caring people. That's the best way I can put it. Think of the next guy beside you. We may not walk out the door. You don't know what they're gonna walk out the door feeling like when they go to school. Everybody can't dress the same. Everybody can't afford the same stuff. So you shouldn't ever put that person down that's coming out dressed different. I didn't have to worry about that when I was going to school because whatever my parents put on my back, I wore it. I didn't question it. We didn't have uh, all this name brand stuff. Y'all don't know what Cougars is. <laughs> Them pick and pay shoes. My daddy said, <laughs> uh, I used to tell the story of my dad. My senior year in high school, I had a, he was going to get us some shoes, and I knew what it was going to be. It was going to be some cheap stuff, boy. And he told us that we didn't cut the yard. We supposed to have to cut it Friday, and we didn't do it. He said if we didn't get the yard cut by 12 o'clock, we wasn't getting nothing. And me and my brother pushed that yard like we had two big old tractors out there with two push lawnmowers. And we finally got our first pair of name brand shoes. And, uh, <laughs> that was, <laughs> but but they was teaching us work ethic. I mean, a lot of stuff has been taken away that the kids could be taught worth that work ethic, and not gimme gimme gimme. You know, picking them blueberries and tobacco and stuff that that made made us. That's over here. That made us. Don't be fooled. We might complain about it, but it made us. <laughs> We probably didn't want to do it because some days I went, I told my uncle I wasn't getting off the truck. I'm going to just sit there. I don't care if you tell daddy what I did. I ain't care. I, for real, it was hot. <laughs> yeah, it was hot. I mean, we worked. I mean, I'll tell you another quick story. I remember I worked. I made $200. I was so tired. I took my shot. I laid down. My daddy came out there. He said, hey, boy, you got that money? I said, Yeah. I need it for the hog feed. I was like, you're going to be wanting to eat, it, eat them when we get them on the table. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was mad, but I didn't say nothing because he, he was right. You know, we just, um, 
I mean, we could tell y'all some stuff that will let you know why we do what we do. You know, we, <laughs> that work ethic was instilled in us and it's still, it's still going strong. And I wish that, that's what I wish that y'all could get some of that. And then you'll wake up and say, man, they was right. It didn't matter what I wore to school. It didn't matter what I had on my back or who was what. We didn't care. We was just happy to <laughs> get the clothes we got, go to school. We knew we better do that work. Better not get no phone calls. I know I didn't want that because my dad said he would come in and get me in the classroom. And I didn't want that because he was heavy-handed. I didn't want that hand on me. <laughs> I didn't want that hand on me. So, you know... <laughs> Sit down and talk to your parents. Talk to your uncles. Talk to people in the neighborhood. Get to know get to know them. Because it ain't always your parents that's going to be there to reach back and pull you out of something. It could be somebody in the neighborhood. You know? It could be a good friend. Surround yourself with good people. You know, real good people. And you're going to be fine. So that's that's all I have to say. You know, hopefully I said something good. I think last year was my my best talk. To be honest with you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Uh this let me give you a little definition of what a gang is. For me, a gang, let's just say a, you have a child that's, the parent is not involved with them a lot, always gone. Uh, I'm not going to say always gone, but just letting, letting that kid run loose and do what he want to do. So now, you got a gang or a gang member. Okay, man, I'm going to show you some love. I'm going to give you some money. Let you get, see what it feel like to get you some, some nice kicks. This is just an example. And start showing you love. Something that you're not getting at home. And then, it leads from that to, okay, I need you to do something for me. Possibly peddle some drugs. Now you're getting deeper into it. And this is actually what goes on. Now, from the drugs, you might get involved with an initiation that's saying you need to take somebody out. They don't care who it is. They don't want you to do a hit. That really happens. So now you get so involved, even though they're telling you we your family. Do you think a family member will tell you to shoot somebody just because? Do you honestly think that? Now you're so far into it, 
you can't really get out of it. You'll never get out of it unless you want to get beat out of it. And you getting beat out of it, that could mean <laughs> seriously injured, death, concussion, in a coma, in the hospital. You got guys that's ganging still in their 30s, 40s. I always would tell them gang members don't have a 401k, Social Security, any kind of pension plan, but their pension plan is jail or death. That's their options, jail or death. But then now, the way it is now, it, that don't seem like it deter them. Because now, like, going to prison is like an honor. Trust me, even going to jail is like an honor to them guys. Trust me, I know. I transported a lot of them to the courthouse and listened to them talk and brag, you know. So that, that the gang stuff is, is nothing you want to be a part of, period. It's just a... Uh, something you just don't ever want to get involved with. And if you start having issues with somebody approaching you about it, talk to somebody. Don't let it just go on and you don't say nothing. Talk to somebody. Don't let them put that pressure on you. Because you deserve a life besides ducking and dodging. You can't sleep at night worrying about who's going to take you out. And it's not always the opposite gang. It could be one of you guys on your crew wanting to be that top dog. So really, a gang is, let's just point blank say it, it's like being a mafia. Because they're all gangs. And you have different types. And they, they do have a code. Some of them will go down for murder. Even though they didn't pull the trigger, some of them will do that and take that time. So it's, it's something to think about. Yeah, it's in schools. It's, it's, it's everywhere. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around here in Pender County. I wouldn't doubt it. So don't, don't let the sheriff department fool you that it's not here. Because I know... I advised them of it one time when I first moved back here with the graffiti and stuff. Looking at the right and I can read it. But they just denied it. So it, it's here. It's here. But by the grace of God, with your church leaders, and a good family, you can stay away from that stuff and give yourself the opportunity to, to succeed. Because I always say, <clears throat> I'm not trying to run nobody off away from Pender County, but the best, <clears throat> the best thing you can do is get outside of Pender County and see different stuff. And when you come back here, you'll see things, certain things that haven't changed that you'll just say, oh, it's time for me to go. I was like that when I went in service. I got from around here, I came back. I mean, I still had friends that was living in the 80s and it was in the 90s. <laughs> for real, I'm just being honest. 
you know, you can't, you can't live like that. You can't live like that. You can't spin your tires in the mud and get them so deep in the mud that you think you're going to come out at all. Anything else you, you want to ask about? You good? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, that, especially that, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I can't think of that game right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of killers and stuff. Anybody know the name of that game I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, GTA. That's it. Yeah, that's a that's a game that it's a no nonsense game. I mean, it's you shooting cops, shoot. I mean, you can do about anything on it. And um, she's right, you know. We're buying these games. We're not really looking at what the content is. And these guys, you can get online and be talking to other people and and doing what you you want on that game. Um, it's just it's just like real life. Just like real life, you know. How many of y'all like frequent in Wilmington? Just a question. Anybody over here? Going to Wilmington a lot. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's nothing wrong with going to Wilmington, but it's turning into, a, I call it a little war zone. And I'm just being honest. It's turning into a war zone. And be aware of your surroundings when you're down there. Be aware. If somebody cuts you off, just just have a little talk with Jesus. <laughs> and keep it moving. Because they will roll up on you and give you something you don't want. They will do that. So don't think it just happened in California and D.C. It's happening down there down there a lot and if you take a good look at what's going on in Wilmington also just take a good look at what they're doing they're pushing all that poverty stricken people to a spot and building up everything else you can't afford to live downtown I'm, I'm sorry I got off subject but, <laughs> but you can't afford to live down there now so they're building it up but they're pushing pushing the poverty-stricken people that need the help, that really need the help, to a little corner and leaving them behind. You, you can't do that, especially with young people. They, you're not giving them no options. You're not giving them nothing to even look forward to. But if you're in Wilmington, just, just be mindful what's going on I done learned how to shop online so I don't I don't go to no stores my wife and them like going down there I'll be like y'all can have at it but she know you know I'm just 
She know I don't like going out there. Put it that way. And I, and I, I carry enough arsenal. I don't want to or have to, but it's just a thing that I've got into. Uh, and and uh, you got to protect yourself and one another. Because I want to see everybody come back in here without something happening to them. I don't know you, but I care about you. We should care about one another, regardless of where we come from or where we stand. We got to care about one another, you know. So just uh, all I can say is, hey, I love y'all. Keep being the young people that's amazing and courageous that you are. Ask questions. Just help a friend out. If you can, guide them to the right personnel, and um, you're going to be all right. You're going to be good. So if nothing else, I'm going to step to the side unless she has another question for me or anybody else have a question for me. I'm willing to answer if, if they have anything before I sit down. So everybody good? <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you, retired Corporal William Smith. <laughs> Got to remind me, retired. <laughs> now we're going to have a dance presentation. Um, okay. talk a little bit more because I know we got some parents that were involved with different gangs or talked to different people and with the games and everything like that that could encourage the children even the more with some things you might know that could bring encouragement. Mishan, are you coming up here? Is that what you was doing? Oh, okay. I saw you raise up. I was just wondering. Do we have any parents that can give a little bit more encouraging words? on this that know a little bit more I'm not saying no more in corporal he didn't want to go into all right how y'all doing I'm the Jamar all right uh, the games is really not where you want to go I mean it's not more so like you can't hear me <laughs> okay it's not, gangs are really not where you want to go. It's not more so like they, they're going to be approaching you, but it's just the life that you're going to see them living, you know, because they're driving for, foreign cars. Like these little dudes is getting money. And it's the life you're going to see them living that you're going to be like, dang, I can be doing that. And then they're going, they're going to be trying to give you that pack. That pack is not what you want. That hair run, you're getting seven and a half off the rip. And they're not going to say seven and a half years. They're going to say, like, 84 months. You're going to start, like, 84 months? This is my first time. It don't matter. And then on top of that, you start getting a little money. 
dudes getting jealous, stick up boys, they're real. They gonna, they gonna come ready to stick you up. And nine times out of 10, you might not make it out of that. The gangs is not where you wanna go, for real. And I know, personally, I know. And like from where, from what I was in to what they're doing now, it's totally different. Like they dropping left and right. It don't matter. You getting money, they dropping. You getting money, they, they hitting you up. Like it's left and right. Like for real, it's not where you want to go. Like I get mad, you know, if, if my wife even take them in the area, like I'm like, no, they do not need to be out there. It's not, it's not like that. And it is that people get hit all the time. You can be, you can be somewhere and just be with somebody that's affiliated and dudes that don't like him, they see him. They might not be trying to hit you, but you will get hit. It's plain and simple. Like it's not a game. They're not playing. They might wear little skinny jeans on them. They got some big guns and it's, <laughs> it's for real. They're not playing out there. I mean, I know, I knew a little dude back when I was really out there, like dude was probably like maybe 15, 15 years old. He had the highest rank in the game, 15 years old. I mean, he's not even mature enough and take it. Now he's in prison for a murder. 15 years old. I mean, he's not 15 no more, but I have another homeboy. Like, gangs is not where y'all want to go. I mean, (laughs) I I really can't express it, but it's not where you want to be at. And why would they get in these gangs? It's the money. It's the money. It's the lifestyle. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're promising. It's a lot of promises. But those promises come with a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Like, basically, you're gonna, you're gonna develop self-hate. You're gonna develop hate for others. Like, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff that you'll develop. It's a lot of demons in there. It's a lot of demons, and like they, they, they attach to you, like. I mean, you you have to you have to you have to really. At the end of the day, you know, you train the child up right, but it's only so far you're going to be able to go. Like it's going to be one day that they're going to step out on their own, and you know, you want to train them out to know that's not what you want. And what he was saying earlier about they're driving everybody into like neighborhoods they're driving them there because crime is going to reduce the the value of the neighborhood so they can come in and buy a cheapest called gentrification crime is going to reduce property value that's why they drive them there after after they let them sit there for a while and tear it up then they're going to come in and they're going to call it a sweep you want to be ready to lock them all up they're all of them not going to stay locked up, but they're going to lock up a lot of them. They're going to re- move the others to another neighborhood that they go on over there for a while. And it's still in the prisons, y'all. Gang oh, it, it, the, they it, still it, going strong in prison. 
prison. It's deep in prison. It's deep in prison. They're everywhere in the prison. They're everywhere. And giving orders outside of the prison. They got cell phones. To kill somebody. They got cell phones. They, they, they can put, you can be out here and somebody can put a hit on you from prison out here because they're getting money in prison also. They are getting money in prison. And I ain't talking about $5, some canteen. They getting money in prison also. So that's why they love to go. Because either way, they think they win. So that's why we have this hardcore for Jesus witnessing for Christ every year. Because we want you to know the love of God. God is the only way. That's your present help in any type of trouble. So that's why we share in hardcore with the young kids. It's not about giving out free stuff, y'all. We give that out out of the love of God. But it's to let you get educated on who you can go to, renewing your minds, not according to the world, but according to the kingdom of God, the way God wants things to be. And I'm going to let Joe come up here right quick before the, uh, the praise uh, dancers come. Because all of this is helpful, and I thank this young man back here, because the Lord put it on my heart. He said, we got parents out here in the audience that can share more, that can help someone. Good morning, everybody. Um, <clears throat> I'll make it quick. Well, uh, like, all right, for the kids, like, they talk about gangs and stuff. Now, I never was a part of the game, but I've been around gang members all my life. Um, now, it's going to start off as, like, being fun, man. Like, you want to be, a, as a child or kid, whatever, you want to be accepted. And, like, what they doing out there, it look fun. You know, like they say, you know, they got all the nice clothes. They um, got the, the good-looking girls. They got money in their pocket. They have, they're doing what they want to do. Um, and that's how they lure, lure you in. But uh, it's going to come a time when, like they said, you got to put in some work. But... It start off as fun, and then you get to a point where it's like you're stuck. You can't get out. And I know it's like uh, a lot of people get into the gangs because it's a false sense of love. You know, once you know what love is, you understand what they're doing. That's, that's not what love is. But they make, they, they make it feel like it is. They accept you, whatever, man. But um, And for the parents, man, like for us, you know, we got to continue just to show our kids love so they know what love is. And then when you see the gangs out here, what they got going on, because if I love you as my brother or my sister, I'm not going to go out there and tell you to do anything to get in no trouble. I'm going to stop you from trying to do anything to get in trouble because I want to see you do the right thing. Um, but um, And like he was saying, the only end result for it is prison or death. Like, that's it. It's nothing. Like, you're not going to get anything out of it besides them two right there. And that's, you know, but... Um, and... It's everywhere. Like, they, they recruiting in middle schools, high schools. Like, yeah, I know y'all know some gang members or whatever in y'all schools, whatever. Uh, and like I said, they, they might look like it's enticing or it's fun, but in the long run, like, all we got to do is you work hard, get what you want, and, you know, stay focused on school, man. Like, right now is the time for y'all to uh, – Know what you want to do when you get out of school and have a goal and plan for it and don't let nothing stop you. Stay focused, whatever, man. Um, and and when things come up, man, hey, our parents, continue to pray with your kids, man. Continue to you know, read the scripture with them. Let them know, like I said, let them know 
what love is because if they don't receive the love from us, they're going to receive it from the streets. And as they receive it from the streets, it's going to just get worse and worse for them, whatever, man. But um, I just want to say, look, man, I, I love all y'all little kids. And I do not want y'all to go out here and get in, get in the gangs or anything like that. Like, for me, like I said, I've never been in gang, but I am going to prison. And that's not what you want. Like, you know, you know, you'll miss your parents. You're going to miss your brothers and sisters. You're going to miss what's going on out here in the streets or, you know, have, enjoying your life. Uh, so please, man, like, if you, if you uh, got some things going on in your mind, you need to talk to somebody, go talk to your parents or go talk to your brother, your sister, your uncle, somebody. Let them know that, look, man, um, I, I, I want to do this, but I don't have the money. Hey, look, and, and they probably do something for you, help you out, get you some money, so you don't have to go out here and sell drugs. You don't have to go out here and be with these guys and rob nobody because you can do them to get time and you can do them to get in trouble, man. Like, so I, that's all I want to say, man. You're going to have the praise dancers, but I want to say this. If you go to someone because you need money and they're giving you the money for what you need, that's still not good. They need to know that the love of money is the root of all evil. And they need to be taught the way of the Lord. Amen? Bodies, 
Amen, amen. Amen, amen. We give God glory. I see our teacher is making his way here. Hello, everybody. My name is Brother James Davis. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of God's word today. I'm going to cover you with his word because his word is life. His word will protect you. His word will keep you. And we all need his word. Um, can you give me a time frame so I know whether to speed up or whatever when I get started? All right. <laughs> All right. I ain't going to keep y'all long. I know children have a hard time paying attention. Um, but uh, as I was seeking the Lord on this, you know, it was kind of hard for me to try to bring something for children. But 
he let me know it's, it's not just for the children, it's for their parents as well, you know. Um, so, Father, I just ask that right now you, by your Holy Spirit, will speak through me that you will teach these children, God, that you will bring it on a level they can understand. I pray it will ring in their ears, God, and, and sink in their hearts, Father. Take root in them, grab a hold of them, God, and that they will hunger and thirst for your word, Father. And we just thank you, Father, right now. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to start with uh, the scripture, which was 1 John 4.4. Uh, 4, and it says, uh, you're of God, little children have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. <clears throat> um, and I'm, I'm going to just break this scripture down for you. Um, it says, you're of God, little children. And what does it mean to be of God, little children? First John 5, 1 John 5.1 says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that's begotten of him. So when you believe that Jesus is the Christ, he's the son of God, he's the anointed one, you become born of God. God becomes your father. The same way you have an earthly father, you now have a spiritual father. He's the father of our spirit. And so you're born of God. And you're his child. So God now, uh, he protects his own. You know, just like they were talking about the gangs. You know, when you become God's child, God is going to put a hedge of protection around you. God can put a hedge of protection around you that no serpent, no thief, no enemy can break. That's the protection of God. Um, there was a man in the Bible named Job, and he had a hedge round about this man that even the devil couldn't break this hedge. So we need God in our lives to protect us from all the evil that's in this evil world. We're, we're in this world, and there's so much evil all around about us. You know, we're living in a time, the Bible says in the last days there should be perilous times. Like he was talking about, we're living in a dangerous time. And so... We need God's protection. You know, we, we don't need to walk out of our, our, out of our house in fear. We don't need to live in fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So when, when we become born of God, we no longer fear. We don't even fear death because we don't die. We have eternal life. We have his life. And if you were to die today, you don't actually die. You just leave your body. And you're instantly in the presence of God. You're in the kingdom of God. So that's why we don't fear death. That's, that's the issue that's going on in this world. It's a lot of people that's fearing death. They're scared of COVID because they're scared of dying. You know, they're scared of so many things because they fear death. But when you become his child, there is no fear in you. There is his perfect love cast out all fear. So it's so many benefits of being his child. He protects you. He provides for you. He comforts you. He strengthens you. He lets you know that you're his own. He gives you love that nobody on this earth can give you. No gang, nobody can give you this kind of love that God gives. And it's unconditional. You don't have to perform. You don't have to shoot nobody. You don't have to beat up anybody. You don't have to perform. It's just, this is my father. God is my father. He loves me because I'm his child. 
And that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what is rest for us. He says, Jesus said, come unto me. You know, suffer the little children to come unto me, such as the kingdom of God. He says, come unto me, all of you that are heavy, heavy burdened, you know, and laden down. I'll give you rest. He just says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. He says to just learn of him. You know, so I know as children, a lot of times us parents think that, you know, just like I said earlier about teaching children, you children are on a, a lot higher level than we give you credit of. You can learn things that are above our, our learning. So really this Bible, you can learn this Bible. I mean, you, you, you know, I watch kids, they learn, uh, they learn rap songs, they can spit it out word for word, you know. So there's no excuse for us to think, well, I can't understand this. I can't read this, you know. So you become God's own children. Um, and then it says, little children. In, in Matthew 18, It says, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him a millstone were hanged about his neck. He were drowned in the depth of the sea. So to come into God's kingdom, you have to humble yourself and become as little children. Meaning, just like when you were born in this world by your natural parents, by your mother, your father, you have to humble yourself and be taught. They taught you everything you know. You had to be taught your ABCs. You know, you had to be taught how to go to the bathroom. There's so many things they have to teach you. So when you come into God's kingdom, you come in the same way, a spiritual child, a spiritual babe. And now you have to be taught spiritual things because God's kingdom, God is the king over this, 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 this realm. He, he, he's the king and he has a way. You know, it's, it's just like you have to do things his way, so you have to be taught his way. And we, we in America, we're not used to that. We're used to uh, a president and, and the laws, and then we still rebel against the laws. But with God in the kingdom, the king makes all the shots. His way, you know, is the way we do things. So you have to come as a little child. A little child is 100% teachable. You know, that's what Jesus was showing. So it's, it's, it's like a parent... Or a minister, whoever's teaching this little child is held accountable for what they're teaching them. Because they can cause offense. They can cause them to go astray. So it's, it's important that you get taught the right thing. And not only that, it's also by your example before them. You know, as a parent. It's not what you teach, but it's, it's how you live before your children. Because they're going to imitate you. They're going to imitate everything you do. Um, and I'm sure some of you parents can agree. You see your little kids doing things that you do. They're just going to pick up your ways. 
So it's for us to set the example for the children. As a father, you know, as a father, as a mother, you set the example of how your children are going to one day be godly, godly parents, you know. I mean, I can say that for myself because I was a, a child just like a lot of kids get out into the streets and different things, wrong things. But I saw my mother constantly living a godly life before me. And then one day God grabbed a hold of me and turned my life around. You know, but I, she, I had that example set before me the whole time, even though I didn't choose it, because it's still a choice. As a little child, you have a choice. So just like, you know, he was talking about the gangs, you can choose to be in a gang, something that's going to destroy you, something that's going to kill you, something that could have you locked up. God is a choice. Someone who's going to love you, somebody's going to bring you into a family, you know, an innumerable, I mean, they're innumerable family. Around the world, you can go anywhere, and if, if somebody is a child of God, that's your brother, that's your sister. Okay, they got your back. They got whatever you need. They'll lay down their life for you. So it's no, it's no difference. Like, the devil always sets up something to mock God, to imitate God. So that's what a gang is. They're trying to imitate what God has. He has a family. We're all the family of God. God is our father. And so... We have to really just humble ourselves and be taught when we come into this kingdom. Um, and how many, let me see a, a show of hands for the children. How many of y'all wanted to be well with y'all and you want to live long on the earth? Y'all wanted to be well with everything that you do, right? And you want to live a long time, right? All right. Well, here's your answer right here. It says in Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You hear that? This is right. We know in the world, sometimes people will make you think that's wrong to obey your parents. You know, right now and today, everybody's disobeying every law, everything that's said. They want to fight against it because they don't want to do it. And sometimes with your parents, they may tell you something that you don't want to do. But the Bible says, obey them in the Lord, in the Lord. They're teaching you the way of the Lord. This is right. Your friend might be saying, man, we don't have to listen. But that's wrong, and this is right. And then God says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Okay, so as you honor them, you're obeying them. And God promises this, that it may be well with you, you may live long on the earth. That's a promise from a God who cannot lie. God can't lie to you. So that's a promise that's truth. That it will be well with you. In the school, you know, when you get ready to get a scholarship, doors will fall open for you that no man can shut. Favor will be upon your life. People will just bless you because you're honoring your parents. You're obeying them in the Lord. And so you're obeying the Lord. And then he says, you're going to live long on the earth. So no, no, no sickness is going to take you off of this earth before your time. No gang member is going to shoot you and kill you. This is a promise from God. And so this is the power of the word of God. But, but you have to comply. You have to obey. You have to do what God asks of you, you know, for him to do what he, what, what he says he'll do. He said, this is a promise. 
so really, you know, when when I grew up, I I I have friends that I had a friend that got killed at the mall years ago. He got shot in the head. Him and another guy in the car. And they never find out who did it. He got hooked up with some guys selling drugs. And this was one of my best friends. Me and him used to ride like, if you saw him, you saw me. And that particular day, well, we had kind of went our separate ways, but we were still on a good level uh, with each other. But I saw him that morning, and then that night on the news, I saw what happened. But I just know a lot of kids that I know have been killed at an early age. And when I look at their lives, I just wonder why. But every, just about everyone in my can pinpoint, they were rebellious children. They didn't listen to their parents. They talked back to their parents. They cursed their parents out. So that promise wasn't covering their lives. You know, just like honoring, honoring your parents' words. If they say, don't join the gang, you don't join the gang. It's just simple as that. You know, it's just that easy. So that word is going to keep you alive, you know, and that's all God gives us. He gives us his word. He says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. But then he tells you what to choose. You choose life, you know. So a lot of these people are choosing death. It's just in a hidden form. So, again, it goes back to obeying, obeying those parents. You know, that's protection for y'all. And like he said, we've been, we've been y'all, you know, we've done some stuff. I guarantee you every parent in here have done some stuff, probably a lot more than y'all have done already. You know, we've done a lot of things and God had grace and mercy, but I, I mean, I've been in near death situations several times, you know, um, but thank God for praying mothers, praying fathers, praying grandparents, you know, praying uh, leaders in the church, you know, it was God. It was God. And <clears throat> I'm going to read in Second Timothy 3. And, and just to let y'all know, y'all talking to a man now. I used to be a child. But when I was a, when I was a child, I hated to step foot in this church. Not this church, but in church in general. My mom had to drag me to church. Like, I hated to go to church, you know? And now I love the Lord, you know? I love his people. I love his word. So I'm just telling you to, to say, like, at, when you're a child, you think as a child, you know? You can't see things on the level that an adult sees it on. But when I became a man, I put away childish things, you know? And so th this word of God will help us to grow. Like I said, you become a little child, but you're going to grow. You know, you're going to grow up and you're going to start seeing things differently. But I say about this generation is we had a chance to do things and mess up and we got away. It seems like now it's no chance with you guys. It's like one mistake. You out of here, you know, or you in prison facing life, you know, it was a little different with us. It seemed like we could do stuff and it, it wasn't like death right away, you know? But now it's like you guys just really, you, you're living in a tough time. But God. Second Timothy 3. And I'm going to read uh, 12, starting at 12. 
It says, yeah, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which you have learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them. And from a child you has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for for doctrine or teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So he was telling this this guy, which was his spiritual son, Timothy, that continuing the things you've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned. You know, he learned from the apostle Paul who was sent by God. And he says, from a child, you've known the holy scriptures. The Bible talks about with Timothy, he had his, his, his grandmother, Lois, his mother, Eunice, you know, he said it was unfeigned faith in them. And Paul was saying, I'm persuaded it's in you also. So this man came from a spiritual family, a heritage of, of knowing the scriptures. And so he was taught the scriptures, which made him wise under salvation. It gave him wisdom. You know, wisdom is knowledge, knowing how to apply knowledge, you know. Some people have a lot of knowledge, but they don't know how to apply it in their lives. So wisdom will keep you alive. And so he was taught, and he knew the scriptures. So, again, from a child, he was a little, a little boy. So that's, that's telling us you little children can learn the scriptures. You know, if you want to be wise, and, and, and you can learn these scriptures, begin to read the scriptures. God will give you understanding on them. You know, and as you grow, you'll get more understanding. And so when Paul was teaching this, he was teaching, he said, we're living now in the last times, the last days, and they're dangerous times. And, you know, he was saying there would be teachings of devils, um, doctrines of devils. And again, you children are living in a time where there's teaching things in your schools that don't come from God. They come straight from the devil himself, you know. Um, And these things in the Bible... The Bible says truth, God's word is truth. Anything that opposes God's word is not truth. So they're going to teach you things in there to change your way of thinking. But you have to remember what God's word said, which has been taught to you by your parents. And no matter what they tell you, you know what truth is. You know, they're going to teach you that a man with a man is okay, a boy with a boy. Or they're going to teach you that this little girl that you're looking at is a boy or this little boy you're looking at is a girl. But we know what the word of God says in the beginning. God made them male and female in his image, in his likeness. You know, when Noah had the ark, he said, put two of every kind on that ark, male and female. He didn't he didn't say it was a third kind. So we stick to the word of God. When you get in these schools, like I said, they're going to tell it. They're going to try to put this stuff in your head. You know, they got all these teachings out here now. They're telling you about evolution, that we didn't come from God. You know, you may have came from a monkey. You know, that's a lie. So we have to know what God's word says, or otherwise you'll walk around and believe a lie. And it'll lead you astray, like I was teaching earlier about offending one little one. They'll get you led astray. But we have to stick to this Bible right here. This is the truth. This is who we are. You know, um, 
And it's, it's so much, you know, with these teachings, just, just like he was talking about with, with the officers, um, you know, is defunding the police. When God teaches against that, God says people are set in authority to help us. You know, they won't harm you if you do good. So obey them. They have the rule over you. Submit yourselves. Like he was saying, it's all about how you present yourself to these people. You know, if, if, a, if an officer pulled me over and I, and, and I have my license ready, my registration ready, and I say, here you go, sir. And he reads, I don't say, what you stopping me for? You know? I start cursing the man out. He just coming up to me doing his job. You know, but again, it goes back to the parents. How are your children see you respond to the cops? You know, how do you respond? So, so if you curse everybody out, how do you think, and now you wonder why your children are doing it? But, but all I want you to know is children, when, when you're, if you don't be disciplined by your parents, guess what? Somebody else will discipline you. You know? That's why they call them correctional officers. They will correct you. So we have to really just listen to our parents. Their words will keep you alive. Trust me, it'll keep you alive. Um, so Jesus was at 12 years old. Jesus was in the temple. He was sitting in the midst of doctors and lawyers of the, of the law, of the word of God, hearing them, asking them questions. And they were astonished at his understanding, his wisdom. You know, so again, it's not about age. You can learn if you want to. It's where your interest is. You can learn. And then the Bible says Jesus, he came down and was subject unto his, his earthly mother and father. And it says he increased in wisdom, stature. He began to grow and, and in favor with God and with man. So, again, that shows you him obeying his parents, that promise that God said it was well with him. It was well with him. That's just like... Uh, you know, I could say with uh, Ariel, she's an obedient child. She, she honors her, her father and her mother. And God just been blessing her, opening doors for her, you know, because that's a promise God made. It's not that Ariel is somebody special. It's God is uh, no respect of person. She honoring his word and God is honoring his, you know. So that applies to every child. If you obey your parents, honor them, then it'll be well with you. You'll live long on the earth. So it's really like God gives us the choice. What do we want? Um, and so Jesus, again, he knew the scriptures. So when he went out into the wilderness, he was tempted by Satan, you know, who's, who's the little G God of this world. And Satan began to offer him all these things. He said, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these things, you know. So Jesus said it is written. You know, he knew what was written in the word, and he, he refused every temptation that Satan brought. And some of you, like he was saying about the drug dealers, you know, they, they making the money. They might give you all these things, but you're, you're bowing down and worshiping them. You're worshiping Satan by bowing down to that. But when you know who you are, you're a child of God. The earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof. God owns everything, you know then you won't sell out. You won't compromise. In due season, God will give you what, what he know you need. You know, it's not you trying to get elevated to a place to be like the rest of the world. You don't compare yourselves to those around you. 
Okay, so we went over, you're of God, little children, and he says you've overcome them. And to overcome means to conquer, to be victorious, to prevail. You're more powerful, and you always win. Every situation you get in, because you're God's children. Um, and the them is antichrist. You know, it's antichrist in this world. It's false prophets in this world. And antichrist, they oppose Jesus Christ. They come against him and his children. They come against his word. They don't like the word of God. So in this world, he's letting us know we overcome them. We overcome them. And so you guys are going to have opposition in school, outside, wherever, because it's not, it's not actually you that they're coming against. It's Christ in you. It's God in you. And so you just have to know that you've already overcome. By faith in Christ Jesus, having faith in God, you'll overcome them. And the, again, the false prophets, the antichrists are speaking lies. They're speaking things that didn't come from God. So you're going to hear this in school. You're going to hear it in, on the news, all these things. And you're going to have to know on the inside what's truth. And that's what, that's where we're going now is, is because um, it says greater is he that is in you. <clears throat> and does anybody know who's in you? Any kid can tell me who's in them if they believe in Jesus? Who's now in you? What was that, Sky? Huh? Oh, I thought I heard somebody. God. <laughs> God is in you. So who's greater than God? No one. It says right here in First uh, John four fifteen, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. So the God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all things therein is in us. Is not that powerful? Is not that greater in you than he that's in the world? You know, that's your father in you. Um, and so just like with, with uh, Jeremy, if you don't mind, because I, I, this is what I, what I saw, like, if you could bring one of your daughters up here. <clears throat> and just... Just stand behind her. So God becomes our father and he dwells in us. And we know Jeremy is too big to get inside of her. You know, just like God, God is so big, you know, the heaven and the earth can't contain him. But God feels all in all. He feels everything. So God feels us, you know, if, if it was literally possible, he would get inside of her and feel her. And so God feels us as his children. So when she's faced with something in school, you know, if somebody's trying to bully her, just think if she got her father and she knows her father's with her, he's protecting her. This is what they see. This is who they see. So when God is in us, that's who they see. You know, in the invisible world, they see God.
and they know they can't touch her. He's surrounding her. He's ready to, you know, protect her, do what he needs to do. So that's, that's, that's what I want y'all to see. God is with y'all. He's in you everywhere you go. So if she got in trouble right now, if somebody was messing with her, what would she do? Call on her daddy. Ask her daddy. Get them off me, daddy. What should I do in this situation, daddy? And daddy might say, just smile at them. They'll go ahead. Love them. Vengeance is mine. I'll repay. You know, just like the gangs, they want to go back and shoot somebody because they want to take vengeance. But God is the answer to that because he said vengeance is mine. So you don't retaliate. Thank you, bro. But yeah, God now lives in you. Your body becomes the temple, the house of God. He lives in you. So when, you, when you're out there in school, wherever you may be, God sees everything you're doing. You, you think you're hiding from a parent, but God is walking with you, watching your every movement. God knows what you're doing. He even has a book. He writes it down. He knows, you know, he knows everything we do in this body. So that'll make you be an obedient child just knowing, you know, my mama may not see me, but God sees me. He sees all and he knows all. So that's, that's who's in us. Greater is he who's in us than he that's in the world. And in the world, and I'm almost done, he that's in the world. Let's see who's in the world. And you'll see why we have so many problems. In John 8.42, it said, this is Jesus. He said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came, forth, came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you cannot hear my word. You're of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer. From the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. So Jesus was letting them know, you're of your father the devil. If, if, if you were God's children, you would love me. So that's what, one thing about God's children, they love God's children. Jesus was a child of God. They love truth, you know, and the word of God is truth. They love God. And a, a child of the devil is going to hate God's children. He's going to hate the word of God. He, he hates truth. He was a murderer from the beginning. So when we see these people out here murdering, they're not of God. We know they're not of God because God, God is about life, life more abundantly. So <clears throat> this is how we know they, they hate us, you know, and we're in this world, but we're not of it. So they hate us just because of whose, whose children we are. Just kind of like, again, like the gangs. You know, you may have on a blue and I got on red, and now you hate me because of my affiliation. You know, just because of who I'm affiliated with. And so they can't hear God's words. So when you find people that are opposing the Bible, which is God's word, which is truth. 
they actually hate God, they hate his word, and that's what's going on in this generation. It's, it's so anti against Christ. But just always remember, God is in you as a child of God. God is in you. God is with you. God is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? You, you have to really get this in your spirit. Get this in, get this in your heart. So you'll walk around free. You'll walk around uh, full of faith and bold, bold as a lion. And God only means good for you, not, no harm. He'll do nothing that will harm you. Amen. I pray, uh, I pray you children will take something out of this. If it wasn't but one word, just take it and let it grab root in your heart. Amen. Wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that awesome? We're going to get ready to close, but before we do, I want to encourage the parents to let you know each child is different. Every child is different, so you have to ask the Lord how to deal with each child. And I want to say that music, I want to bring that out and thank God because I asked the Holy Spirit, please remind me to talk about music because... uh, The music we're allowing our children to listen to. In that music is death. There was somebody who listened to Snoop Doggy Dogg all the time. When I saw them, they began to look like Snoop Doggy Dogg. They began to talk like Snoop Doggy Dogg. And it was death all around them. Because lyrics in these songs represent death. And if you allow your children to listen to these songs, you bring in death on their head. Because whatever they listen to get in their heart, when it get in their heart, it begins to come out of their mouths, and that's what they become. You are what you think. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So we need to quit allowing our children, and I'm going to tell you something. You can either be hot and cold parents, but you cannot be lukewarm. You cannot be in church on Sunday saying hallelujah and then the rest of the week you live in any kind of way letting your kids watch you do stuff that's worldly but yet you calling on God. They don't know the difference. If you're going to stand for God, you have to stand for God. You can't keep doing what the world does. You let them know I'm in the world but I'm no longer of the world so I don't do what the world does. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yes, I did this then, but this is not what I'm doing now. I'm here to glorify his name. And I'm not trying to put anybody down, but with my two children, my jolly green giant there, which is the oldest, I wasn't saved when I had Jeremy, me nor my husband, but later on I did get saved. And when I raised Jeremy, I raised him sort of according to the world, even though I knew what was right and wrong. I didn't party. I didn't do this to do that. I tried to protect Jeremy myself, me and my husband. I tried to keep him well guarded, telling him no to this, no to this, no to that, but not telling him why to these no's. So as Jeremy grew up, Jeremy began to get attached to things and certain people, and he wanted to be like them, but I always told him, boy, I don't care how you try to be like them, it ain't going to work. I don't care how you try to talk, how you try to be a thug, that's not who you are. But eventually, Jeremy got it, and he's still trying to get it, praise Jesus. 
But when I had Ariel, I was more in tune with what God was saying. So God told me to speak wisdom over her. And I spent time speaking wisdom over her, not that I neglected Jeremy. I was still there for Jeremy. But by that time, Jeremy already had some stuff in him. Even a belt wouldn't beat it out. Now I'm just going to be honest with y'all. When they're so small and they pick up things, it grows in them and it gets stronger and stronger with doing time. So even though I changed and the household changed, Jeremy bought stuff out of me that I thought I was delivered from, y'all. Because the enemy was still using him to turn me another way. But can somebody say, but God? The more you get in tune with God, you can bring that household in tone with what God is doing, regardless of how they act or how they respond. You say, this is what we're going to do in this house in love. So we had to start doing things the right way. So you're going to have a child that's going to be different, but don't give up on your children. You got to get into the word for yourself. You got to show them that you're living the way you need to live for God. And then they will live that way as well. Eventually train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get old, they won't depart from it. So parents, we open this up for the children, but they have to go back to your house. And the way you do things or the way that you have done things. And I want to say this. Some people get upset with me, but I don't care. Because my heart is after the children. Me and my husband's heart. That's why we open up this hardcore for how long now, Darlene? Ten years. We have opened it up because I'm seeing so many children that I have counseled. Hurting inside. Going through things early sexually. A lot of stuff going on with children that parents don't know anything about because they about doing other things that they shouldn't be doing. You have to watch your kids. You have to know when they're not saying something. Something's not right. You have to know the tone of their voice when they want to speak but don't know how to speak. And if you don't know these things, how can you pray for them? How can you go to God on their behalf? So what I'm saying is, parents, we got to get it right. We got to do things where our children will look up to us the right way. And the only way we can do it is through Jesus Christ. So we want to make sure everybody in here understands that what we do, we do it out of the love of God, not putting nobody down, but we want people to know what is right. If you are doing things that are not right, it's not too late. You can change that and you can let your kids know where you are. But I want to say this, parents, the way you live is the way your children think they should live. If you live according to God's way, that's going to be their way. Quit looking in other people's houses and trying to mimic those houses because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Quit trying to live up to somebody else's expectations. Live according to the word, and I guarantee you everything will work out for the good. Amen. So we want to thank everybody for coming. Thank, I thank you, Corporal. I thank Darlene for being the MC, Brother Manny. I thank him for bringing the word, and Teresa and Quana. I thank them for putting this together. And we just give God glory for everything that he has done in this place, and we pray that you take something out with you. Amen. Okay, well, the conference has come to an end. I just want to let you all know the order. Um, 
We will be giving away school supplies, snack bags, and we have pizza for the children. Um, we're going to have, I guess, we're going to start from the first row. If your child is in the row that is getting up, you can go with your child on the way out, and you can get the school supplies and the pizza and a snack bag for the adults. Um, K through 5 snack bags will be on my right. 6th through 12th grade supplies will be on my left, over here. Um, if the children have already told me if they want cheese or pizza, if they want cheese pizza, it is on my left, and the pepperoni is on my right. If you get confused and forget, just ask someone in the back. Oh, I might be confused. <laughs> pepperoni is on my right, over there. We thank you all again for coming, and we hope and pray we'll see you all next year and bring a friend with you. The gentleman back there in the back, what, what was your name again? I'm looking at you. Jamar, I want to tell you something. God has something for your life. God has a lot that he want to do in your life. God wants you to come to him with your whole heart because he's, he want to use you for the young folks. Because you got a lot of wisdom in you that God can use to bring some of those out of things that they're getting ready to go into. But God said, you cannot do it by yourself. He said, you got to do this in me and through me. He said, let me work in you. Because I hear him say, you're tired. You're tired. Some things that you've been trying, it ain't been working out the way you want them to work out. But God said, if you do it my way. He said, I will show you things that you have never, ever seen before. Amen. God is waiting on you. We give God glory. Amen. And if everyone will please stand, we will um, end the conference with a blessing. Thank you. Yevarechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha Yair Adonai panav elecha v'yichoneka Yisa Adonai panav elecha v'yasem lecha shalom The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace